Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. of Christmas Movie Spotlight. I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-host, and I'm sure there's a lot more great adjectives to throw in there. Pam! Hey, Pam, how are you? Hey, Dawn. I'm doing well. How are you doing? (laughs) I am doing okay. It feels weird to be um, on air with you in the middle of this hot summer. Um, for sure. Uh, it's been really hot here in North Carolina. How has it been up there for you? Um, it's been hot too, but I have a question for you. Oh boy. Am I ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> I will brace myself. Um, oh God. <laughs> I'd like to know how you got in touch with me when I had your number blocked until October. Oh, for goodness sakes, you know you did not. <laughs> um, well, if you must know, I have my sources. <laughs> oh, my God, that is really good. You almost threw me off there because I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, we just talked the other day. No, um, seriously, I get what you're saying, and in truth, we, we actually – Um, I think we were just talking the other day about how we both felt rusty because we had not, well, for one thing, we haven't done a show together since last season. And then to be on in the middle of summer, it's like, wait a minute, is it time to start thinking about this again? But, um, but anyway, yeah. So to answer your question, uh, you have another number that you don't know I have, but I have. So that's how. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, gave it you know to me, one I'm bahumbugging it, it until October, and even then I still got a few to throw out. Well, I will say something. You won't believe it. You won't believe it. And you're probably going to be saying, I'm glad I'm sitting down, and where is Dawn, and what have you done with her? But here is the truth. We're now into July, right, as we know. Mm-hmm. And um, definitely for some people like you, um, and other many, many others out there are not even thinking about Christmas yet. Um, do you know that I have not listened to any Christmas music yet? Usually by now, I am like starting to feel a little bit of here and there Christmas spirit. And so I'll start listening to Christmas music. I have not listened to any of it. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I really don't know what's wrong with me. Do, have you taken your temperature lately? I, I should. I mean, maybe, do you do you do you have heat stroke? I mean, what's going on here? 
I, I really honestly don't know. I, it's just a different vibe I'm feeling these days. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm not like by humbugging or anything. I love Christmas, you know, but I I'm totally out of sync here. I've not listened to any Christmas music. Had wanted to listen to any. I don't know what's wrong with me. I got to get it together before October. <laughs> I just got to get it together. <laughs> or season three could be a well, complete. Well, I'm bust. telling you. Is it going to be weird if I'm poking you? Hey, Dawn, Christmas, hello, <laughs> instead of the other way around? Well, you know what they say when, you, you know, you're really good friends with somebody. You um, kind of start to adopt their ways and habits and, you know, a little nuances <laughs> here and there. So maybe you're rubbing off on me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but all in all, I'm having fun. I thought it was summer. supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> You know, you would think it, but I'm I'm slipping here. I don't know what to say about it. It's um, it's it's really um, I'm not really feeling good about this. <laughs> I mean, this is just not my norm. Uh, ask anybody who knows me; they will tell you they think I'm just Looney Tunes to be listening to Christmas music this time of year. And um, but I think one of it is a psychological thing because it gets so hot here in North Carolina. Like today, we had 95 degrees and 4,000 degrees humidity. So it kind of psychologically, when you listen to it, it it kind of makes you think oh, it's a little bit cooler when it's really not. But I haven't even had the wherewithal to want to, you know, get my mind in a different place, you know. Um, well, if you think of, if you think about it, we really didn't. I mean, I know definitely in Chicago, and I know somewhat in North Carolina for you that we went from winter to winter to winter to winter to summer. I mean, really, there was no spring in there. You know what I mean? Because it, we had snow. What Didn't I say we had snow in April or something? I mean, it was yeah. just insanity. Yeah. It was just like, so now we're kind of behind in our yeah. minds, you know, that here it is July. That's true. I, you know, I think even, we're still, like, waiting for the spring mode. <laughs> I think now. you're right. I think that's probably got a lot to do with it because I know here in North Carolina we had an unusual spring. It was like, I mean, usually about mid-May it starts getting hot, but not as hot as, like, July and August hot, but hot for May. And um, and it still was just, like, comfortable, low humidity. Um, and then the beginning of June came, and it was still, you know, we didn't have that many, like, incredibly hot days. It was, like, in the 80s pretty much up until about the last part of June. So, I mean, it was just like, wait a minute, folks. Where is uh, – usually we have a week of spring and a week of fall, and then our two seasons are – summer and winter you know um mm -hmm. and so yeah i think my mind is kind of not caught up with the fact that we're already into july and soon it will be august i mean it's just we're now beyond july 4th i mean i think that's it too it's just time is going by yeah. so quickly that yeah before you know it it is going to be the holiday season again so oh my goodness but yeah. i will say I have been watching the um, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel um, with their current Christmas in July festival. And I know the Hallmark channel is going to start theirs um, very soon. So, you know, I've been getting Christmas in a capacity, just not listening to Christmas music. So um, so maybe I'm not totally off kilter. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
But um, well, we are we are here for this special summertime edition of Christmas Movie Spotlight, as I said. Um, and the reason for that is because. As everyone knows, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries is now in the throes of their Christmas in July, um, airing two weeks airing of Christmas movies round the clock. And Hallmark Channel is going to soon follow suit starting, I think, this Friday. So, um, you know, pretty much for the whole month of July, you can catch Christmas movies on one Hallmark Channel or the other. And so in the midst of that... um, we Tam and I are here with you today uh, because we are very, very excited to bring you not one but two special interviews um, that happens to coincide with um, the original premiere of one of the movies that's going to be coming up later this week. And as you know, um, with Christmas in July going on on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, they always – both Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries always premieres a an original movie um, during the week, um, during those weeks, or during this time in July. And um, so this Thursday on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, they're going to be um, airing a brand new original premiere called Christmas Camp, starring Lily Ann Harrison and Bobby Campo. It, it airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. And... Um, First up tonight, we have an excerpt from an interview we did last season um, with three-time Emmy Award-winning storyteller, author, screenwriter, journalist, and national TV host Karen Shaler. And Karen is the author of the book Christmas Camp, uh, which the movie is based on. And she has written original screenplays for Netflix, Hallmark, and Lifetime Christmas movies. And she also signed a three-book deal with HarperCollins, William Morrow, and is the creator and host of Travel Therapy TV. She is, we did a great interview with her last season, and um, but she spoke extensively about the book, which was out at the time, and Christmas Camp um, had been filmed, but um, she did not know which network was going to pick it up. So we will be bringing you the excerpt from that interview about her talking about Christmas camp and all about the book and the movie and the actual Christmas camp, which is a real thing. So um, we're excited to bring that to you as well. Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of fun speaking with Karen. She's a delight. She does so much. I don't know how she does it, but, oh, my gosh, such talent and the nicest, (laughs) sweetest person to speak with. Um, and we also had the wonderful opportunity to chat with Lillian Harrison, who is the star of Christmas Camp, and she's the daughter of actor Gregory Harrison and actress and model Randy Oaks. Uh, this will be Lillian Harrison's first role with Hallmark, and we certainly hope it won't be the last. Yes, and from the previews that they have shared uh, so far, this looks like it's going to be a great movie. Of course, uh, you know, Pam, you and I, we knew kind of the backstory of the movie in talking with Karen last year. But um, the, you know, in finding out about the book extensively, more so than the movie itself. Uh, but I knew then it was going to be a great movie. And I just had a feeling it was going to end up at Hallmark somewhere, either on Hallmark Channel or Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. I was thinking more Hallmark Channel because of the the type of movie and the theme of the movie. But, um it's going to be interesting to see this, you know, finally be on screen after we talked about it over a year ago. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It just like it's it took so long, but 
I have no doubt it's going to be worth the wait. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm just excited because last year, I think you and I, we talked several times and, and said we we just, we kept wondering, you know, when it was going to pop up on one of the three major networks, you know, um, Hallmark Channel, mm-hmm. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, even Lifetime. We thought it would land in one of those, and we thought it would be last year because the, mo- the book had been released. Karen, you know, she the movie was finished, actually. Um so, you know, it was just a matter of, okay, when is Hallmark or when is Lifetime going to announce that, you know, this is in their lineup? And it never showed. And so at that point in time, we were like, oh, okay, it's going to be 2019 apparently. Uh, we just knew it was going to land somewhere. It was too good of a movie from what we knew about it to um, assume it would not be picked up by somebody. So very, very excited to see it in Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Yep, can't wait. And that's oh, something... yeah. To be said for me if I can't wait. <laughs> well, you got it, you know, and I'm excited too. And, um, and you know, and, and, and the one thing I'll say about both Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, is that you you never run out of opportunities to see the movies over and over because they do give you lots of, you know, listing times for all of their movies that they, they offer. And um, so to see a new movie in the midst of the two weeks of Christmas in July on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries is going to be nice to see something brand new that no one has seen. Um, and, of course, I'm sure they'll re-air that um, later in the year when they – you know, do their official miracles of Christmas. So this will be this will be a good one to see. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, without further ado, we are so excited and honored to bring you our interviews with Karen Shaler and Lily Ann Harrison. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Karen Shaler. I'm the writer of Every Day Is Christmas, starring Tony Braxton, and you're listening to Pam and Dawn. Congratulations on your recent release of your book, Christmas Camp. That's um, I'm looking forward to reading it. I'm I'm kind of waiting to just. I guess I'm going to read in between watching all these movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but I'm seriously looking forward to reading this book. And uh, and now it's my understanding that you wrote the screenplay for the movie um, first, and then um, the book. Is that correct? It is, and it's so, isn't it so backwards, you guys? I know. I know. It it's is. Only, only I. <laughs> only, well, it's funny because Holly, Holly loves to buy. Complete screenplay. I know, and Hollywood loves to buy, of course, the book, you know, and the book to screen. And I even had a, a, another story that I worked on a while ago, again, more uh, a feature film, romantic comedy. And I actually wrote the screenplay, but I knew I'd do it better if I wrote the book and I got the book optioned. You know, that was my idea because I know they like to option books and then make movies, you know. And again, the researcher in me. But in this case, this movie, you know, really spoke to me because Christmas Camp is tied in with when I left television news, I created Travel Therapy TV, and that's what I do, these TV segments to inspire and empower people through travel. It's like pick the trip based on what you're going through in life. And I have a nonfiction book that came out about it. Where like if you're stressed, go here. If you're trying to connect with your family, go here. And it's you know kind of that thoughtful travel and empowering travel way before the millennials, you know, this year was talking about moments, celebrating moments. I mean, I was talking about this 10 years ago because travel, it was my fee when I would come back from these very difficult stories, just like watching the Christmas movies at the holiday season was my therapy. So this was, I, they're all tied together. And one of the things when I created Christmas camp, you know, it's a story about um, her name's Haley. She's lovely, but she's a workaholic 
and she's more about selling Christmas than actually taking the time to experience it. And so she gets this great opportunity to land this big account that's going to get her this huge promotion, but it's a traditional Christmas account. And her boss is like, no, you know, you're not the one I would pick. You're not, you, you go to the Caribbean every year. What are you thinking? But she wants it so bad, says I'll do anything. And they say, fine, then go to Christmas camp. It's a week long. You go up to this charming New England inn, and you're going to be immersed in all things Christmas. It's like a holiday attitude adjustment is what I called it. And so she has to go to this Christmas camp, and I call it like a Christmas boot camp type of thing. But even that is loosely based, of course, on travel therapy, because travel therapy is about inspiring and empowering people by going to different places. So by getting away, finding yourself, the hectic holiday season, you don't go at Christmas, you go prior, so you can disconnect to reconnect and what matters most so you're ready for the holidays you know i say where the best present is being present you're not on your phone you're not stressed about this but you take this time out and so christmas camp you know when i got done writing it so i'm you know writing the screenplay and it was a fast it was a fast turn to get it into production it goes into production it's being shot and i'm going well i really i have so much more of the story to tell you know and i got this idea which was a little crazy and it was, gosh, when I'm trying to think of the exact date, March, April, right around there. So I should write the books. I also had the sequel. I wanted Christmas Camp Wedding. I, had, I hate it when you watch it in the kiss, and then you have to wait a year. I thought, wouldn't that be an awesome gift to do the book, and then you immediately get to see, you know, instead of waiting a year, and that could come out like a little stocking stuff or a little novella and could be more of the story. And so I got this idea, and I reached out to my literary agent of 10 years ago. So it's not like I'm talking to her all the time and said, hey, remember me? And I give her my little idea, and she goes, you do know you missed the window to pitch publishing by almost a year. They've already picked their Christmas books. They've already been sold. And I was, I was just so you know, enamored in this story. So she said, okay, we'll take a shot. There's only the big five, you know, so, so to speak. Well, I'll put it out mm-hmm. there, and we'll see. But where she's smart, because now she's on the marketing side, she goes, you wrote the Christmas Prince. You're, that's kind of a big deal. So from mm-hmm. the writer of a Christmas Prince comes the next holiday hit, right, this novel. And so if you see on the book, it even says on the book, it, it's twofold on the top, because as I've shared with you, I can't say the network until the network says the network. You know, all writers sign confidentiality right. clauses that we can't release. And, and that's fair. It's their movie. So we just mm-hmm. have on the top of the book soon to be a major TV movie. And then underneath Christmas Camp, it says from the writer of the hit movie, A Christmas Prince. And so the blessing was that it actually went to auction. We took out the crazy idea of me to do this in this Christmas this year. And everyone jumped in, and it went to auction, and I couldn't be more proud that HarperCollins, William Morrow imprint, picked it up, and not only picked up Christmas Camp and Christmas Camp Wedding, but optioned a third novel for 2019, an unnamed Christmas, we're calling it the Unnamed Christmas, so I'll have a Christmas book come out next year as well. And so I had to write it, and at the same day I'm going in to sign the contract is when Lifetime called. And about that, and again, I didn't think, you know, I've just been wanting to meet with the Lifetime folks because I, I love them so much. I, you know, I love what they're doing and who they stand for and just wanted to get in the door. So, of course, I'm going to take a meeting. And then when this all came around, I had to do both at the same time. Yeah. And like I've been quoted saying, and it is true, I, you know, everyone says you're an overnight success, two movies, two books, and, you know, and more things coming out. I said I worked 10 years for that. I've worked so hard for Mm -hmm. 10 years for this one opportunity. And while A Christmas Prince, in a way, opened the door, this was all in the motion before anyone knew about that. So it was really a lot of hard work, and then everything happens at once. 
And I couldn't say, sorry, too tired, too busy. You know, I had to find the time, make it happen, make it work, and just throw my whole heart into it. And, you know, in the book, what I love about a novel is, you know, when you write a screenplay, it's maybe 100 pages, you know, rough, give or take, depending on, you know, what network, if it's streaming or what have you. But, you know, a novel is like 360 pages. And so Mm -hmm. because I did the movie first, I had to add, you know, usually it's the other way around. They got this big book, 380, and they have to take the best stuff, the tidbits, and then, of course, add your Hollywood dust right. to make it movie-friendly. Mm-hmm. Movie but in my case, I already had the movie. I wanted, I got to add more, and then I didn't want to go too far from the story because I knew people would watch the movie, but I, I, was, I did. You know, there were areas that I definitely got to do more that maybe I knew wasn't in the budget, you know, to do in the movie because, wow, we can't do, you know, a sledding scene or something that's going to cost too much when we're shooting in, you know, summer or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then I got to put it in the book. So it was right. a way to take kind of the best of both worlds and, and hope that people can connect with it. And that way, too, it's not like, oh, I saw the movie, I don't need to read the book, or vice versa. They're both right. different enough with the same heart and the same story, of course. Of, you know, of course, you don't want to mess with that. But there's enough that both you'll, take, you'll get the takeaway and you'll feel really excited. And then as I was sharing with you ladies, I just got back from Toronto. And, you, you know, you know what happened there, which this talks about life sends you a curveball when I found out that this Christmas camp TV movie that I've been so excited that I wrote the book has gotten an international release in movie theaters. And to be honest, I just saw it in a movie theater and I'm pinching myself because it's on the marquee, you know, it's pouring down rain in Toronto last night and it's just stormy and blustery. And I draw it up and it's this huge marquee and number three on the marquee, it says Christmas camp in light. You know, you're just like, that's, like the right. dream come true and there's a oh, movie poster yeah. and I'm sitting in a theater I'm just like oh, oh you know I I don't know I'm, I'm still kind of pinching myself if I sound a little you know like I have the Christmas merriment in my blood right now I just and then that's when you say is this real life yes, you know it's really, really happening and, and all I could think of is that means more people will see it. You know, of course, I'm Googling it. You know, I'm a reporter, and I see it comes up in Romania, and I'm seeing all these places. And, you know, I'm just – that's amazing. But that's our world now. People are making movies not just for traditional networks or their networks and they're crossing over to streaming or networks are making them for international. Everybody's crossing over. And so I think it's important for writers writing, you know, you have to be on brand. But at the end of the day, you can't. You have to know if I'm writing it for Netflix or Lifetime or Hallmark, there's a brand I need to be on brand. But then you also always want to think a little bigger because it might be able to go bigger, you know, and make sure that everyone's happy with it. Just don't ever put yourself in a pigeonhole too much. I think mm-hmm. that's so important. But it's been, it has been one wild Christmas. And even my family's like, wait, now which movie's coming? And when? And wait, what? The book? What? We got a book? What? Yeah. My, dad, my dad is like so confused. He's just like so confused. To I mean, he's like, wait, I, when is Tony? I love Tony. Just tell me when Tony's movie's on. I know. You know? It's like, you know, that's all I need to know. It's like Pam and I, we, you know, we toss back and forth. Okay, is this the week that such and such movie's coming out? And we'll look at our schedule. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's coming out in two weeks. You know, because I we know. have talked about so many different movies in the last couple of months. So, um, she even said to me one day, she said, how can you keep all the actors straight? I said, well, it's like learning a new genre of music and you're listening to it on the radio. Sooner or later, you just kind of put it all together. But that's when you forget enough. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, well, congratulations on all that. That is, that's amazing. And, uh, and uh, you know, you are having going to have a 
tremendous holiday season. Could you imagine what the viewers are going to have, being able to see all this come to life on screen um, internationally and, you know, on television screens everywhere? It's, it's going to be a real treat for sure. Oh, thank you. And, and thank you for, you know, just helping us share the story. I, I mean, I can't speak for all writers, but, I, you know, I know that, at least in my case, and I feel it's the same with many that I know. We we want to tell a story and we want to touch people and we want to share joy and happiness. And, you know, we've had a really rough few years, no matter what side of the political fence you're on. You know, we need healing. We need hope. We need uplifting. And if a movie I write or a book that I write can do that for even a second, then then I feel truly honored. And, and I feel that's my goal. My goal is to try and give back because that was given to me. You know, growing up, these are the movies I grew up with. You know, I was always saying not everyone has the perfect family. Not everyone, you know, has joy at the holidays, but these movies can almost be your family. You know, you mm-hmm. you can have comfort and joy from them. And that's why what you're doing and by showcasing them and, and helping people find them, it's so important. So I thank you both for what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. This is Lillian Harrison, and you're listening to Pam and Dawn. I've read that you took acting classes, but I also wondered, or I should say we also wondered, if you got any tips from your parents, you know, the great Gregory Harrison and Randy Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. They they didn't want me to get into the business until I was uh, at least 18. They wanted me to make the decision as an adult, which was infuriating as a kid because I, you know, I watch shows like Lizzie McGuire and I would watch Hilary Duff do mm-hmm. her thing and just be like, ah, I want to do that now. Um, but I ended up really valuing that uh, because I had some time to just have a normal childhood and figure out whether or not it was something I really wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> and the only real advice I ever got from my parents was to develop a thick skin and just keep it about the art. Um, as long as it's about the art, you're <laughs> doesn't you know you're gonna have highs and lows. So the best thing you can do right. is just make sure that you're proud of the work you're doing, whether it's a, a teeny indie or you're shooting it on your iPhone or it's a huge studio movie. You know, it's uh, as long as you're proud of it and it's about the art, then the rest of it won't feel so bad when it's bad and good when it's good. You know, it's all good. Um, right. But yeah, that right. was probably That's- the best advice. And I would say that too, and I would I would say that to just about anybody, no matter what they're doing, you know, what type of work of they're doing. You know, not everybody yeah, gets to do things that they love, but when you get to do things you love, you know that there's not always going to be a hundred percent happiness. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. And it's also the artist struggle, you know, there, you'll make something you're really proud of and then the next day you won't be so sure of it and the next day you're proud of it again. So as long as you're doing it because you believe in the piece um, and you or your whole heart is in it, then you really can't fail no matter what it's paying you or, you know, none of that stuff really matters. Right, <clears throat> right, right. Now, when you are studying for a role, what is your way of doing it? Like, you know, memorizing your script do you like to run it mm-hmm. alone or run it with somebody? Um, I I usually spend I usually read it from uh from page one to the last page at least three times uh, without even paying attention to my own character, and that kind of allows me to fall in love with the story itself. <clears throat> um, and then once I've kind of fallen in love with the story that way, then I'll go through and sort of, you know, with a fine-tuned comb, just pick out and important turning points and 
um, for my character and just look around at how the relationships she's having with those, the other characters are developing and kind of why they might be happening. Um, and then I'll do like a little journaling uh, as the character um, and that helps me kind of get in touch with her. And then in, all of that stuff makes learning the lines for me so much easier because I've already invested so much into this story. Um, instead of just kind of blindly trying to memorize lines, they mean something. I've kind of already pieced them together. So I like to do that. And then I'll just, once I'm at that point, I'll just force either my dad or my boyfriend to just <laughs> run them with me endlessly. Um, yeah. So that's usually how I go about it. And who better to run lines with than your dad, you know, and your mom? Who, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, well, what inspires you as an actress and as a person? Hmm. I, you know, I always loved, I think, I think I first fell in love with acting when I was probably four. The first time I sort of realized what my dad was doing, he was doing a steel pier on Broadway and I was in the front row and I just remember I kept trying to stand up and run up there and like do something with him. I didn't at that point realize Aww. they had been rehearsing, <laughs> but also I was just so <laughs> proud of him. And I just thought, wow, my dad has found a way to play dress up for a living. I mean, they, people are paying to come to watch him play make-believe. This is so cool. Um, but also, you know, just the emotional journey that an artist takes uh, an audience member on I just think that's so powerful and and we all kind of need that it's sort of like soul nourishment in a way whether it's a tragedy or a comedy or you know whatever it is it's sort of it asks us to get in touch with ourselves and I just think that's such a beautiful thing to do for people so that that really is one of the reasons why I'm inspired to do what I do whether I'm acting or writing it's it's ultimately hopefully to encourage people to feel things and think outside of the box and have compassion and um and I'm just very inspired by other people's projects that have that effect. Yeah, and, and when you're able to achieve that, you know, when a when someone sees your work and they are able to feel something um that you obviously feel is part of playing the role, um, there's a real connecting there that takes place. Yeah. Um and uh and that's you know it, you know you've done a good job when you can when your audience can can feel what you're trying to project, you know, and that's a yeah. that's a beautiful thing as you said. Now, if you had not pursued acting, what do you think you would be doing instead? You know, originally sort of as a a bait and switch for my parents. I was very clever. Uh, my freshman year of college, <laughs> they were, you know, making fun of me, like, is she going to study acting? And I said, no, I'm not. I'm going to study psychology. So I went to school for psychology for three years, but I went to acting school at night. Uh, <laughs> over <laughs> ambitious. So by the time that they called me out on it, I could say, you know, well, I've been studying acting for three years. You just really weren't that aware of it. Um, but yeah, I think I probably would have ended up in some some kind of psychology based practice. Um, but I also realized while studying that that I was fascinated by the behavior of human beings, but not because I necessarily wanted to treat them, more because I wanted to copy them. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So probably. Well, oh, I think psychology. Psych I think psychology probably helps you with your acting as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it helps me understand even sort of the kookiest of characters. Mhm. Mm exactly. 
Now, once you finish a project, are you able to go back and watch yourself? Because I know there's a lot of actors that don't <laughs> like to do that. <laughs> um, you know, I wonder sometimes if that's if that just comes with time, you know, being able to see yourself objectively. I would say probably in my early 20s, I had a really hard time. And now, now I'm not so hard on myself. I've, I've kind of like grown into myself. So I'll see something. And even if I don't love the choice I made, I, I, you know, I don't sort of beat myself over the head about it. I can watch it more objectively. I don't enjoy it by any means. <laughs> <that> no. <laughs> uh, no, there's a million other things I would rather do. But, um, but sometimes it's fun, you know, when I get to see this, when I get to see Christmas camp, it'll make me happy because we had such a wonderful time on set every day. It was such a lovely experience. So sort of nostalgic in a way. Well, you know, as Dawn and I have been doing this for many years and I can't listen to myself do any of these interviews. <laughs> I can't go back and listen to any of my shows. So I kind of get what you're saying because then I think to myself, oh my God, I sounded like such a dork there, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> and but you likely can't... no one else thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you can't go back and fix it because it's already done. So I'd rather right. just not know, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So I... <laughs> I get it. Exactly. Now, what would you like to see yourself doing in five years? Hmm. Well, I spend a lot of time writing. Um, I wrote a I wrote a pilot that I'm trying to get off the ground right now that I would also love to act in. Um, yeah, I mean, just whatever I can get my hands in. I, I mean, I love comedy. I was at the Groundlings for four years, which is an improv comedy school here in Los Angeles. And um, and I would love to do one of these sort of big Nancy Meyer style uh, studio romantic comedies. Uh, that's that's a little dream of mine, big dream of mine, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean, I sort of feel like, you know, it's got, the sky's the limit. Well, just so you know, my number one thing to watch is comedy. So put it out ah. there and I'll watch it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, we'll do it together. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, um... You know, you can write, you can act. Do you have any hidden talents that um, people oh. don't necessarily know about? Hidden talents. I can ride a horse. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's necessarily hidden. Uh, yeah, I, I was barrel racing horses at like six, seven years old. I was sort of fearless about it. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I just, I fell in love with that animal. So very early on, my poor mother, she would, you know, be like, where's Lily? And then she'd come down to the barn and I would be taking a nap on a huge horse. And she'd be like, what? <laughs> Why? This is more dangerous than that, but I just wasn't afraid of it. So, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I wrote both Western and English. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> just quirky things like that, I guess. But nothing well, too weird. Well, considering I've... I've never been on a horse or ridden a horse. That, that, that's something to aspire to. Um, <laughs> so, uh, well, that's really cool. That's cool. Um, not everybody does that, and uh, and probably very few know that about you. Um, when you have downtime, uh, which I'm sure is few and far between, what is your favorite thing to do for fun? Mm, I secretly have a love for bowling. I'm terrible at it terrible uh but I love to bowl I think it's so fun I just love the sort of 
the sort of old school uh, entertainment aspect of it. Nobody's looking at their phones. My boyfriend and I will just go. Sometimes we'll bring his kids. Um, and it's just so fun. So anytime we really have free time, we'll do that. Uh, but otherwise, I'm kind of just a movie nerd. I'll take myself on movie dates. <laughs> get some popcorn, <laughs> see something I really want to see. Um, yeah, let's do those two. Well, you and I have something in common because I used to bowl too, but I was not very good at it, but I enjoyed doing it. Because <laughs> that's all that matters, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was no, fun. Anytime. You know, you hang out with your friends and family, so. Yeah. It really yeah, is a, an activity where you are forced to put your phones down and away because you can't bowl with a phone in your hand. I'm sure some people yeah. have tried, but I'm <laughs> terrible well, and I always consider it successful bowling when I don't have the first gutter ball. If I can get yeah. by a game and not have the a single gutter ball, I'm so happy, you know. Yeah, exactly. I've not so you know. But uh, yeah, that's that's a fun fun thing to do. That's a really fun thing to do. As long as we don't have to use the bumpers in the gutters, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want the bumpers. I want the challenge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any causes you support that you'd like to share with us and the listeners? Oh, um, yeah. I've gone to a couple charity events for MS recently. Um, I'm just starting to get involved in some of this stuff. Um, I'm a big advocate of rescuing your animals. Mm, um, yeah. I think that that's, that seems like that should be the only way that we get animals. <laughs> there's so many animals that need homes. Um, and living in LA, you know, there's, there's so many opportunities to buy animals or to, you know, adopt, don't shop. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I care a lot about that. Um, yeah, but I'm just starting to sort of dip my toes into, into different causes and, and really get involved. I, I live with kids now, so you start to see things differently. It's kind of a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. Well, um, we get to see you. We're going to shift gears a little bit now. We get to see you soon in the upcoming movie, Christmas Camp, on Netflix. Yes, and mm-hmm. by the way, do you know when that is going to air? On you have an air date for that? Yet? I do not have an air date for that yet. I have not received one. Okay, well, we will keep looking for that. We're so excited. Um, But uh, can you share with us a little bit about the movie without giving too much away? Yeah. um, I play uh, Haley, who works at an ad agency, and she... She's looking uh, always to sort of get ahead at work. She's very tenacious, and um, and she really wants this this account, but it's a toy account, and she's not particularly fond of Christmas. She didn't really grow up with a traditional Christmas, um, and her boss suggests that she goes to Christmas camp and gets acquainted with it, and then she'll consider it for the job. So she goes off to Christmas camp, and all kinds of exciting things happen <laughs> this is the part where i don't want to give too much away okay <laughs> we're looking forward to it as well so we don't want the plot spoiled but uh <laughs> yeah this sounds like a really cute movie and um and you know and i'm sure it was great to film that what time of year did you you guys film that in 
We filmed that in June, so it was very hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it was very hot, but that's okay. But, yeah, we had a lot of – I mean, the set design was really amazing. How it, it looked like Christmas, and it felt like, you know, summer. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was amazing what they would do. We'd show up to work, and my bra- I would feel confused. Like, my brain would be like, no, Lily, you're supposed to be cold. But then I would just be, like, in a wool sweater sweating it out, like, what? What's going on? I'm so confused. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, and you know, and and of course, that's where your acting skills come in handy when you know in in the art of pretending because you know it's it's burning up outside and you've got to pretend mm-hmm. it's freezing cold. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, and uh, with I live in the South, so it, we have incredibly hot summers. In fact, we had 91 degrees here yesterday, and it was like, really, is this really oh, October wow. or? Um, yeah, I, the, oh. hopefully it'll break. But yeah, it's like hurry up, let's be fall and winter here. Um, <laughs> well, we're looking forward to the movie. I know it's going to be great. Um, I know you're starring opposite Bobby Campo, so it's going to be mm-hmm. a great movie. Um, and uh, so, and as I said, we'll be looking for the air date on that, so we can be sure to catch that, and we'll be Yay. promoting that out as um, too. Uh, now. Before we wrap up, we always like to do a fun little game called Five Question Lightning Round. And (laughs) it's all Christmas related because this is a Christmas show after all. And there are no wrong answers, so it's really fun. Um, All right, so first question, your favorite Christmas tradition? Uh, Dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can't can't go wrong, right, with food. Food is is a necessity. Anything related to a holiday style meal, I'm I'm there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, your favorite Christmas song? Oh, oh, oh. Um, what's my favorite Christmas song? What's it called? Silent Night, I think. Is that what it's called? Yeah, there's Silent Night. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I, I, I just couldn't remember if that was the chorus or if that was the title of the song. <laughs> Silent yeah, night, holy night, come all is bright. Right. Is that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not sing it, run every single listener off and every fan you have. So we'll just save it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was a joke, but no, seriously. Um, yeah, that's that's a. I mean, that's one of my favorite songs at Christmas too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so peaceful. Oh yeah, yeah, and it kind of totally encompasses what Christmas is all about too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um. Your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, I am going to give you the lamest answer. My dad did one last year with Bobby Campo, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. it was called My Christmas Love. And I loved that Mm -hmm. movie. I thought it was so sweet. Well, first of all, well, and that's totally okay, because I will say, and I'm sure Pam will agree, anything that your dad is in is going <laughs> to be it. We love your dad. We've enjoyed seeing him on Chesapeake Shores, by the way, uh, this year. Yeah. And uh, everything he does is amazing. So, um, so yeah, he's I pretty great. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, another one. Uh, he did one with. It's so funny. When I was a kid, it was the first time I ever saw fake snow. He did a Christmas movie with Olivia Newton-John. Uh, it was called A Christmas Romance in 1994. Oh, wow. 
and that one goes way back. That one gets me every time. Yeah. And let me yeah. let me let me cut in let me cut in real quick before you go to the next lightning round question. Olivia Newton John has been my favorite female singer forever. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so, so I watch all her movies too. Yeah, so mm. but we mm. have lots in common, Lily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm. I'm yeah. Okay. All right, next question. Hot toddy or hot chocolate? Hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. And last question, white lights or colored lights? Mm, I think white lights. Those little white twinkly lights, I love those. Mm. Yeah, they're like little stars. Yeah, they really are. Mm -hmm. are. And we usually decorate our tree pretty good, so the white lights don't. They they sort of accent all of the all of the decor. And you know, my favorite thing to do is sit after you've decorated initially and you sit down and you turn all the lights off in the room except for the tree lights and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. You know, you just Ugh. everything. And when it's white lights, they just glisten and shine. They're so bright in the dark and um it's just beautiful. It's very elegant. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I know I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I know. It can't get here quick enough for us. I know. <laughs> I'm really working on the show, so it's just, you know, kind of goes with the <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, we um, it's it's a fun time of year, a special time of year. And uh, and so, and that concludes the five-question lightning round. And see, there wow. were no wrong answers. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this actually concludes our interview with you. We are wow. just so of the time that you took to to spend with us and uh, to talk with us about your career and this wonderful movie that's coming out very soon, Christmas Camp. We look forward to that, as we said. Um, So thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love talking about it. I'm happy to call in. Well, we thank you. I thank you. Don, thank you. I'm thanking you. We both thank you. And And, uh, we look forward to looking, you know, following your career and any other new projects that you put out, and you're welcome back anytime. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Happy early Merry Christmas. Yes. Family. <laughs> Thank you. You too. All right. Have a good night, Thanks, guys. You too. Take You're care. welcome. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X M A S M U V I E S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M-U-V-I-E-S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S. ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.